Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And good afternoon. Welcome to the Steve Jones Show, News Radio 1070 WKOK. You can find us at stevejonesshow.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, our Twitter handle, at Steve Jones PSU. And of course, our shows are also available as a podcast, not only on our podcast page at stevejonesshow.com, but you can subscribe to our podcast on both the Apple Podcast app, iTunes, and Google Play. If you listen to us on iTunes, don't hesitate to leave us a review. And of course, you can email the show anytime, Steve Jones at WKOK.com. Sean Carey here and Steve on his way into the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, and the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors, Kia on the Strip, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Of course, we'll be with you live till 5. And then 5.06, our late-day news roundup, Chris Elio at the anchor desk this afternoon. And then 6.30 tonight, Phillies baseball, Phillies and the Marlins. Got Aaron Nola on the mound tonight for Philly, 10 and 7, 2.96 ERA. One final chance to get back into the win column tonight against his Eastern Division rivals. They're in the middle of a three game series, the Phillies and the Miami Marlins. Phillies took the opener last night in 15 innings, 9 to 8. That was the Phillies' longest game of the season. But getting back to uh, Nola in his six career starts versus Miami. Uh, Aaron Nola is only one in three with an ERA at about five and a quarter. And he lasted only five innings when he last faced Miami back on the second, gave up two home runs as part of ten hits and six runs in a losing effort. So we will have that for you tonight. Marlins blew a 7-2 seventh inning lead uh, last night. Also at one point in extras, they were up 8-7 to seven in the tenth. So we'll get to that tonight for you. Phillies and Marlins on WKOK. Airtime will be 6.30. First pitch, 7.05. And we got Adam Amin today, right? Yes. Looking like uh, Adam. Good to go to join us at 4.35 today. Looking forward to that. You want to talk about one of the hardest working play-by-play guys uh, mm-hmm. in the business. Uh, he did the, he even last week alone. Uh, did three games in four days. Uh, Saturday, he did play-by-play for the Alabama game on ESPN2. And uh, then immediately went right up to Washington, D.C. Then he was on ESPN Radio on Sunday for uh, Eagles Redskins. Oh. Busy guy, loves what he does, and it shows every time he cracks the mic. Well, he's a very appreciative guy, I know that. He sure is. Very, very talented guy. Very talented. 
I always always enjoy the time I get a chance to talk with him. I'll be on the show at 4.35. Sean Elliott, the Georgia State coach, is going to join us tomorrow. There you go. Look at his uh, perspective. We'll probably have him for 10 minutes tomorrow. But, yeah, Georgia State's coach coming on the show. Why not? We figured we'd call. They said yes. Just get his perspective. What does he think of Penn State? What about his program? What about you know taking over Turner Field the way they have? There are a lot of things we can talk to him about. I'm looking forward to hearing from him tomorrow. So that's uh, tomorrow's show. That'll be. Uh, I think it's always good to get a perspective from the opposing coach. We're going to reach out to Jim Harbaugh, but. I told the staff, don't waste your time. <laughs> All I want is a depth chart. I just want a roster. <laughs> what do you want? Well, I was going to ask you to be on the show, but if you could give me a roster, that'd be great. <laughs> okay, let's start with number one. Who's number one? <laughs> Are you duplicate numbers there? Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> That's what you can do with that. Uh, let's see. How are our Indians doing here? Let's see here. They were winning. I see 5-3 they... Indians. Yes, they got it. 21 consecutive wins. Blackjack. Uh, interesting. I talked to Dick today. I should have had Dick record that. Oh, oh, yeah. He he has a little more he has a little more oomph and fervor in the voice compared to what I just did. Blackjack. <laughs> Yankees are beating the Rays three to one at City Field. Let's see. Uh, Clevenger won it. Allen saved it. Farmer lost it. Uh, Jay Bruce three run homer and Canarcion knocked in a run. Perez homered. 21 consecutive wins. So they were 69 and 56 when this streak began. They're now 90 and 56. So they were, I mean, having a good year, 13 games over 500. Now they're 34 games over 500. It's amazing, huh? What a year. What a streak. They've now outscored in the streak. See, I make sure I have my numbers right. One hundred thirty-nine to thirty-five. They have outscored teams one hundred and thirty-nine to thirty-five during the twenty-one game winning streak. So a new American League record. Amazing. ERA, by the way, like one point six five or something like that. And uh, by the way, did you get the new Apple, uh, the new phone that you need your face now? To <laughs> yeah, the big Apple event took place uh, at the new Steve Jobs Theater yesterday. They made the announcement of two yeah. new iPhones: the iPhone eight uh, and the mm-hmm. iPhone ten. So, uh, yeah, the iPhone ten starts at nine ninety nine. So I- I'm I'm. No, I, I still I, I still I, have I, a six. So so a Hamilton, get a penny back. <laughs> yeah, 
Oh, you mean nine hundred ninety nine? Oh, yes, nine hundred ninety nine. That's Apple's what, face Apple's face ID system for new iPhone X. That must be the ten, right? That is the ten. Yes, <laughs> is the latest example of biometric security, which uses physical features to verify someone's identity rather than a password. Correct. Now, I guess they did this yesterday, and it didn't work the first time. Right. 40% of consumers believe biometric solutions such as Face ID are too risky and unknown for them to use right now. Yeah, when I got home last night, I went to Apple.com and I watched the whole two-hour event last night on my iPad. They edited that part out because I was actually looking for that portion. Where, <laughs> But, yeah, when people watching it worldwide as it was going on live, yeah, they needed a, a take two. But that, but that Face ID is pretty cool. Well, it says here, Face ID uses advanced 3D depth perception to scan the user's face. This process is designed to capture more data points and works faster than Apple's Touch ID system, which scans fingerprints. It is the latest security measure to use biometrics where technology uses consumers' face, fingerprint, uh, voice, or their behavior to verify their identity rather than relying on passwords and codes. Is that we uh, where biometric solutions were once deemed futuristic and unsafe, it is now commonly accepted. It says passwords and PIN numbers are becoming a thing of the past as they can be copied, stolen, guessed, or shared easily. Now, thanks to biometrics, customers and businesses alike have a far more secure choice of authentication and verification. Wow. There's a reason why my face is on radio. I don't understand why somebody would want to use it to open their iPhone. <laughs> well, just be it would just be your face opening up your iPhone. So, yeah, but even the phone would be scared. <laughs> so yeah, I'm kicking the idea around. I was thinking, oh, maybe I can upgrade to a seven on the cheap. I may do that. So, but I keep looking at the iPhone eight. I may do that. So we'll have to. Uh, we'll have to see. So but the uh, iPhone eight, the iPhone eight will be going on sale. I believe pre-sales are next week, and then available the week after that. But the iPhone well, ten is going to be available in November. It says iPhone ten will start as you said at nine ninety nine, yep. while iPhone eight and iPhone eight plus will start at six ninety nine and seven ninety nine respectively. Compare that to Apple's last new phones. The iPhone seven started at six forty nine when it was released, but at the time it was released. The iPhone SE was also a milestone, the lowest starting price of any of its new phones at $399. Apple also opted to save its cheapest phone on Tuesday. Apple announced the 999 iPhone. Okay, 10, uh, 7, let's see. Uh, bu- 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 bu. The iPhone SE starts at $349. Wow. It's interesting. Yeah, what uh, what they're doing is with the iPhone 8 and the iPhone 10, you have two options depending on how much space, you know, you know, hard drive space you want. You can either choose 64 gig or the 256 gig. So if you go 256 gig, it sets you back another hundred bucks in the price. Oh, okay. So if, for example, I want to use this to call, they still can be used as a phone, correct? Oh yeah. I'm just joking. Hence the name iPhone. <laughs> just want to make sure yeah. that if somebody calls me, I can use it as a phone. <laughs> <clears throat> Let 
mean, I feel like all of us are getting these things that puts us into the realm of a Bond movie. Oh, it's funny you bring that up because uh, also yesterday during the Apple event, they unveiled the uh, newest model of Apple Watch. It's now the Series 3 Apple Watch. And what's new about Series 3, uh, it now comes with cellular. So you can now make phone call. You'll be able to make phone calls on the new Apple 3 Series, on uh, the Series 3 Apple Watch. Right. It is kind of Bond-esque, kind of Dick Tracy-esque, too. Yeah, it seems Dick, Dick Tracy-esque. Yeah. When we were kids, we'd look at the comic and go, yeah, yeah, really, sure. You know, We just thought it was neat, but nobody thought it was realistic. Well, it's very realistic in every way, shape, and form now. We can do all these things. I mean, uh, now, we don't have highways like the Jetsons did, but why do I sense that we're not that far away from that? I mean, I can make the trip over to Sunbury like that. Now, the reason I want to prevent it also means a suit could come here like that. So... <laughs> Is he going to join us tomorrow on the show? To the best of my knowledge, yes. I mean, he big-timed you last week. He did. He did. And the funny part is he came in this morning uh, after I got here, and he goes, I'm not really looking forward to this week. I go, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Are you talking about uh, our segment on our show, or are you talking about joining us on Eagle 107 on, on game day to preview the game? And he pretty much just said both. I'm like this is your, I'm thinking this is, this is your triumphant return back to the Friday night lights, and it's just like Captain Bitter week after week after week. If you want, we can just get a hold of the Shikolimi fan of the week <laughs> and have a contest and have them on to preview the game. Insert sponsor uh, here. Insert sponsor here and give them a gift card. Well, the others, well, the other ones, will have the professional announcers that are willing to give her their time to make the show better. Because I don't want to burden him. He's got a tough enough job as it is carrying the whole place. Well, there is one more Phillies game, a day game next Thursday. So I could I still tell Kevin, you know, we're still on for next Thursday. I... <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I figured you'd agree. Absolutely. Again, I think the fan of the week thing would be great. It would be it would be just as good. So, I didn't want to burden him by doing the segment. I just thought it'd be informative to the people that <clears throat> listen <clears throat> to him <clears throat> do the games. We'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years.
High school previews tomorrow. Georgia State head coach Sean Elliott on the show tomorrow. Today, Adam Amin. Adam will join us a little bit more than an hour from now. The very talented ESPN play-by-play announcer. Always well-prepared. He's also got the uh, Steelers and the Vikings coming up on Sunday, right? Yes, sir, he does. does. Yep, Yep, he'll have the ESPN radio uh, play-by-play of that. Teamed up with Bill Polian this year. That's well. That's a knowledgeable guy to talk talk with. Mm-hmm. Polian Polian knows his stuff. Uh, Phillies won at fifteen last night. Nick Williams, I think, won it last night, didn't he? Some of these young guys they brought up are pretty good. Now the league will get a book on them, and so they'll have to adjust to all of that. But if you're a Phillies fan, I feel like the last five weeks of the season they're giving you hope. You mentioned Aaron Nola. Well, there are not a lot of starters in Major League Baseball that have an ERA under three. And he does. I know he's been up and down against the Marlins. But what is it? doesn't he have like a 2.98, 2.96 ERA somewhere around there for the year? Actually, right now at 3.71. 3.71. Yeah, okay. he's sitting at 10 and 10. I like Nola. Yeah. I like Nola. I think Nola is pretty good. Actually, take that back. He's sitting right now at two point nine six, but is again, like you said, against the Marlins, that's where he's struggling. He has an ERA of over right. ten against the Marlins in three starts this year. Yeah, that's why I thought he was under three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 there's a guy you can build your staff around. Uh, Reese Hosk- Hoskins and Nick Williams are a couple guys you can build your offense around. Maybe they'll take a little pressure off Mikhail Franco. Hoskins with two more home runs last night. I mean, he's been fun. Then the Kingery kid, they'll bring up him at some point early next year, too. I don't know what position they'll put him in, but because he was, he's playing second, he had been playing second base at Lehigh Valley, right? And they have not brought him up, correct? They have not brought him up. Is that correct? I believe so. Yeah, I, I think that they'll, they might play the, um, it's possible they might play the contract game with him. You know, and that just means he starts the season a couple weeks later, like Chris Bryant or Bryce Harper, the way they did with the Cubs and the Nationals, respectively. Yeah, a lot of teams have done the Gregory Polanco with the Pirates. In the end, it works out, especially when uh, when your franchise is on the rise but not quite there yet. Does it really matter if you got them for the additional two weeks? Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. The Williamsport Community Arts Center usually gets some great uh, acts, don't they? Actually, Glad coming up, get this, coming yeah. up uh, this Friday night, you remember the Little River Band, correct? Sure. Lonesome Loser? Take it easy on me. Hey, hey, don't get Lady? personal here, all right? Don't get personal. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's this Friday night, Community oh, Arts you Center. Oh, you mean it's a song they sing? Oh, okay. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. Yep, they're there yeah, this they Friday usually, night. They usually get a lot of great acts up there. I'm glad Mark's doing something with that. Yeah, last year they got 38 Special in there last October. They usually get one great classic rock group a year. A couple years ago, Kansas was there. Uh, Roger Hodson, lead singer of Super Tramp. Uh, yeah. It was... Uh, he had very didn't have a lot of American dates on his world tour back. I want to say it was 2012, 2013, I mm-hmm. think that was. Right. Uh, Sticks has played there a few times. So. Yeah. I mean, they had a night where the suit read poetry. Ooh. That's exactly what they said when they saw the box office numbers. <laughs> well, they moved that out to the lobby. Maybe it was Time out in the now. street. <laughs> if you could do that in the street, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> No, not our street. Some other street. Then everybody flocked across the street to the Bullfrog Brewery. (laughs) Big business that night. (laughs) Yeah, indeed. Uh, Let's see. This day in sports history. In 1849 in Hastings, New York, the first recorded death in a boxing match occurred after Charlie Lilly, Chris Lilly, excuse me, knocked out Tommy McCoy, and McCoy died a short time later. 1923, George Burns. The Boston Red Sox performed the third unassisted triple play in baseball history. 1932, Joe McCarthy became the first manager to win pennants in both baseball leagues when his Yankees clinched the American League pennant. 1946, Ted Williams of the Red Sox hit his only inside-the-park home run. 1949, the LPGA was formed. 1965, Willie Mays becomes the fifth player in Major League history to hit 500 career home runs. 1970, the first New York City Marathon took place. Fireman Gary Mahoki won the race. The race was run entirely inside of Central Park. 1971, the World Hockey Association was formed. Four of those teams eventually were merged into the NHL, the Quebec Nordique, happened to be the Colorado Avalanche, the Hartford Whalers, currently the Carolina Hurricanes, the Winnipeg Jets, not the current, the current Arizona Coyotes were the Winnipeg Jets, and the Atlanta Thrashers moved to Winnipeg and became the Jets, and the Edmonton Oilers all merged. Frank Robinson, 500th career home run this day, 1971. John McEnroe, third straight U.S. Open tennis championship in 1981. 1986, Burt Blylevin of the Twins gave up five home runs. That raised Blylevin's total to 44 home runs given up for the year, setting an American League record. Faye Vincent named commissioner of Major League Baseball in the state in 1989, succeeding the late Bart Giamatti. A-Rod with the Mariners set a team record when he became the first player for the M's to reach 200 hits in a season. 1996, Charlie O'Brien, catcher for the Jays, first major league player to wear a hockey goalie-like catcher's mask in a game against the Yankees. 1996, John Wetland of the Yankees became the second Yankee to record 40 saves in the season. Mike Vernon retired after 19 years in the NHL as a goalie in 2002. And in 2003, in Oakland... Frank Francisco, a relief pitcher, threw a chair into the right field seats. Two spectators were hit in the head. The game was delayed 19 minutes. The A's won the game 7, 6, and 10. Oh, boy. Not good. That's this day in sports history. All right. Adam Amin in about an hour. The Indians won won today. 5-3 5-3 over the Tigers, an American League record 21st consecutive win 
Now, this is the fourth longest streak in Major League history. Uh, now, the Giants, the New York Giants, have the longest record streak, but it was 26 unbeaten games. There was a tie in there. It really is amazing what they've done here. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to win the World Series. Right now, if you're an Indians fan, you feel pretty good about your chances. Oakland in 2002 won 20 games, and guess what? They didn't even get to the World Series. Playoffs are a little different animal. Sometimes the best team just doesn't win because in the short series, luck of the draw... The other team played really well. Maybe you didn't. It's amazing how that works out. It just, you know, sometimes... And being the hot team doesn't mean anything. Suddenly you lose the first two games of a series, you're not so hot anymore. So, 21 in a row. 21 in a row. Uh, let me tell you one of the really great stories from Saturday um, that has been talked about a little bit, but I'd like to talk about a little bit more. And that is the return of Andrew Nelson. He not only got into the game for a couple of series on Saturday. You know what, Sean? I thought he played really well. There's a big run by Barkley where he walled off his guy, and Barkley ran right behind him through the hole. Thought he protected well. Uh, I think they're doing a good job of weaning him back into the lineup. They only played six offensive linemen in the game on Saturday. If things go well, expect... uh, things go well on Saturday, they could play as many as ten on Saturday night. How's Andrew looking in practice? Uh, compared to what you he's saw good. back he's... in spring ball compared than, than compared to when they well, cranked things up last month. Yeah, spring ball, he did nothing. Spring ball, he did nothing. He's still in the recovery, so he wore shorts and a, t- and a T-shirt. Preseason, I was uh, pleasantly surprised that he had himself a really good preseason. Because, again, he is still not a year removed from it happening. He's about a little bit... Well, when he played Saturday, it was exactly 11 months. And to get him back out there, there's it's twofold. One is because he is a quality player. So getting another quality player back into the lineup is important. Somebody who's been there, knows the speed of the game, understands it, knows all the little tricks of the trade through experience. And then there's the emotional part. I think it gave everybody an emotional lift just seeing him back out there. And I, I think that... Uh, you can't put a price on a guy that's throwing his heart and soul into something like he has. And for him to get back out there, play as well as he did, because he did play well. This wasn't a guy, he didn't show what you'd call a lot of rust out there on Saturday. I thought he played well. Jack and I were looking at it a couple times saying, you know, wow, he's the guy that walled off that play. He's the guy that protected that play. He's the guy that walled off that play. He did some good things Saturday. 
And just getting him back out there was just an emotional lift for everybody because he is one of those guys that is absolutely universally respected on the team. And when you get somebody back that's been a leader, that is universally respected by everybody, and they get themselves back into the mix, back into the fray, it lifts everybody up because everybody's rooting for you. They want you to do well. Yeah, Chaz Wright's the guy who replaced in the lineup. Chaz Wright's rooting like crazy for him. I mean, Chaz Wright's going to be the starter this week. He knows that. But it's great, you know, but like everybody else, they just feel great to see him in there and doing well. It's a big plus. Big plus. And it hasn't been talked about too much, but he didn't play game one, which we knew going in he was not going to play game one. With the rain and everything, we knew he wasn't going to play. But to get him back out there for game two, that was a big plus. And he'll play more as time goes along. Hold on a second here, Sean. Okay. Sean, <laughs> Sean Kerry's office. <laughs> Jack's, like, um, who, Jack's like, who? Like, like what? Mr. Ke- Mr. Kerry is currently uh, unavailable. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. All right. Got rid of that person. Yeah. Let me check the caller ID. Does Deb spell her name with one B? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was your wife. All right. <laughs> well, that's right. That one day I was with you there in June. Man, was, yeah, I'll be at this number. So she must have, must have saved it in her phone. <laughs> what, what a moment. <laughs> yeah, every once in a while we get calls because, you know, this is listed here as, as a business here. So it gets on the business calling list. And so we'll get some calls during the course of the day here. And sometimes they happen during the show. I'm going to assume that's what it is. I just picked up the phone like two inches off the off the deck here and then uh, had a little fun with it. But, yeah. Interesting. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Adam and me coming up at 435 today. Looking forward to talking with ESPN's own. Does a great job. He's got a game on Friday night. He's got the Steelers game on radio coming up on Sunday. So he's got plenty going on. We'll talk with him about that and much more about uh, organizing his schedule, about baseball. The Indians won their 21st in a row today. Tomorrow, Sean Elliott. The head football coach at Georgia State is going to join us on the show. We'll also have our high school football roundtable with most of the announcers committed to the segment. We're still, I guess we still have to negotiate with one, right? Bars, I know, yes. Don't work too hard. No. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Indians have made it 21 wins in a row with their victory today over Detroit 5-3. Started out this streak at 69 and 56. They are now 90 and 56. What a run by them. Just incredible. Just driving around today, you know what I saw, Sean? Some trees starting to turn. 
I know we're not officially into fall yet. It's a little warmer today, too. Yeah, but we're talking Seals Grove, Shikolemi, the Rally in the Valley Trophy on the line Friday night. And you got some activities around the Valley, which you know fall's happening. Milton Harvest Festival this weekend. Seals Grove's yeah. got their – Seals Grove will have their Market Street Festival next Saturday. And not long after that, of course, you got the Bloomsburg Fair. So you know that you know that fall is here. Oh. So. Just a great feeling out there. Mm-hmm. Love this time of the year. Some people love August. I don't know why. And <laughs> documented on this show. Yes. Yeah, well long, be- oh, long before I got here. I'll make that perfectly clear. Didn't hear that from just, me. It's one of those shake your head moments. What's going on in I mean, August? granted, that's when I go on vacation, but I don't say that's my favorite month of the year. What do I just. Mm. We've got a night game coming up. Seven thirty will be the uh, kickoff on Saturday. Now, people have asked, "All right, why is this game at night?" So let me answer that for you, at least as best I can. This is always a TV call. This is not a Penn State call at all. Penn State doesn't have anything to do with it. You are assigned kickoff times once TV tells you. For example, Penn State knows it's playing at Iowa at 7.30. They announced that on Monday. So why is this game, why was this selected to be a night game at 7.30? The first two weeks of the season, Penn State was on ABC. BTN finally had a chance to get Penn State, the defending conference champion, on. And they looked at all the other matchups, like Ohio State's playing Army, Air Force is playing Michigan, whatever. And they wanted this game in prime time because it's the first chance they had to get Penn State on in prime time. That's what it comes down to. So that's why it's a night game. I mean, next week's game is... uh, Next week's game is an ESPN game, right? ESPN ABC, right? Well, it's not going to be a BTN game next week. In fact, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how many times Penn State's even on BTN this year. I mean, the networks are going to want them. I mean, there'll be some BTN games, don't get me wrong. But this was their first opportunity to get them, so they took it. And they put them on in prime time as the defending champion. Now, the uh, Big Ten Elite 2016 season is now a little bit more than a week away from airing. I think a lot of fans will have fun with that. I think that's airing the Iowa weekend, I want to say. But, you know, so that's the reason why. For BTN, they had not had a chance to get Penn State on yet. This is the third game of the year. They finally had the chance to do it, and as the defending conference champions, they wanted to put them on in prime time. And here's the other part, too. It's September 16th. The weather's going to be... It turns out the weather's going to be really nice, and it's going to be in the 70s during the day. So in terms of an an evening game, now it does create issues after the game, maybe getting out of here if you you don't want to stay overnight. That I understand. But in terms of the ability to tailgate all day in sunshine, leading to a comfortable evening where it's, you know, warmer to begin with and maybe cool off as it goes along, I mean, that's better than having a night game in November. I mean, I did a I did a an eight o'clock game at Rutgers in November last year. Was, that day, I did the Duke basketball game and uh, at the Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. Then drove to uh, Jersey and did the Rutgers game at night. Mm-hmm. 
that was an eight o'clock game. That's funny. We were talking about oh. that off air a couple couple days ago, and we were talking about uh, <laughs> Jack taking care of the first fifteen twenty minutes of the pregame show. <laughs> well, he was, yeah, we had Joe Putnam there. We had other yeah. people there. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, we there that. were other people there. Yeah, we, we had other people there. They that we knew they knew that I might be a little bit late, but I'd be on time for kickoff. So they made sure they had a host there to do it. Uh, but the uh, but that game was at night, and then it, when I drove there, it was bright, sunny skies. When I got there, it was starting to cloud up. Then, around halftime, it started to rain. Then it all changed to snow in, in the fourth quarter. It really snowed hard in the fourth quarter. Well, if you want to know the difference between a September 16th evening game and a November night game, that's the difference. When it's over with, there's a very good chance you're going to go out to the car like, ah, it's a beautiful, cool evening. This is nice. Just put a jacket on, get in the car, drive home or, or hotel or wherever you're going. As opposed to, I remember driving out, first of all, walking through the mud of the parking lot at Rutgers, getting to my car, and I had to go back to Connecticut because I had to go back and do another basketball game the next day with Cincinnati. So I had to drive back that night. And I'm driving down the Jersey Turnpike toward the... Uh, GW Bridge and swing up that way and go over New York City that way. And it is snowing to beat the band. Wow. I mean, it was really coming down. And finally, once I cleared New York City, it changed to a driving hard rain. So if you want to know the difference between I think I'll go and tailgate and have a good time and the final weekend of summer officially as opposed to let's have a night game in November. (laughs) That's the difference. That's November night game. That's a really good idea. Not particularly. By the way, official, Paris does get the 24 Olympics. Los Angeles officially gets the 28 Olympics. So now, it's their problem. And plenty of tickets still available for the next Winter Olympics. Oh, 75% of local tickets are still available in in South Korea. Well, after you talked about that a couple days ago, that kind of lit the red light up for me. Hey, we got to get Tony Knopp back on the show. Uh, That's interesting. We're going to have Tony on next Wednesday. It is... um, I don't want anybody to think I'm anti-Olympics. That That's not the case at all. At all. I love that the world comes together. I love the international competition. I love the idea of finding out who's best. You know, in terms of the structure of it, it's really well done. But the way the IOC fleeces cities out of cash... If I'm in a city that is in, the, in a potential host spot, I tell them no. And I had a long talk on Saturday night after the game with Boston University's athletic director who was at the football game, brought up the topic, and he says, hey, we all feel exactly the same way you do. Why did we even think about it? Your home for the Phillies. News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. This is WKOK Sunbury.